From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. The Mini Apple is 18 and a half hours drive from where this show is recorded. And of course, we all saw the video recorded there. And then later, an angry, chanting group of group members burned the third precinct. And the story goes, well, the emotions spread out from there to all 50 states, protesting over 1,700, maybe more by now, uh, closer to 1,800 possibly, at U.S. cities and towns. They haven't stopped. And if you live in England or Australia or somewhere else where this dysfunction was imported, may I say, on behalf of the mayor of Minneapolis and the Floyd family in the United States of America, for the enlightened new perspective on policing and for the handy, succinct, easy-to-remember statement which affirms the importance of black people, or if not of black people, then at least of their lives, you're welcome. And I hope this movement hasn't affected you in the unfortunate way it has affected New York. Shootings over the weekend... They didn't go up. There wasn't an uptick in shootings. There was an ejaculation of violence uh, over the same period last year. Shootings for the week, 615 to 621, 2019, 12. For 2020, 55, a 358% increase. That's unreal. And separate from the number of shootings, the number of shooting victims for uh, June 15th to 21st. Hope you had a nice Father's Day. In 2019, uh, 14, 2020, 74. That's a 414% increase. So that's, uh, we went from 14, 60 additional, you know, there were 28 shootings with 38 victims in 72 hours over the weekend. That's uh, more than we're used to here. This isn't Chicago, after all. But this, uh, what does this have to do with a group called Black Lives Matter? Well, BLM, if you're not aware, uh, isn't just interested in black lives. And I had a, a longtime uh, subscriber, someone that I didn't uh, know online or anything or in person, but I believed him when he said he'd been with me, you know, since 2012. And he unsubscribed because uh, I spoke about BLM with, with less than entire reverence, I guess. If it had to do with black lives, I might feel differently about it, and I don't believe it does. There was a protest today, actually. They're saying they want a billion dollars less spent on the NYPD. Uh, it's uh, We haven't done too bad lately in New York City as far as all this violence and brutality and shit like that goes. When they reference somebody, they always go back to Garner, which was 2014. That's uh, we, we've, already, we've already done all this shit since then. Uh, they, they have the independent uh, you know, guy looking into it and all this new training and all this new sensitivity training and racial uh, awareness stuff. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's already happened. There's, there's really not a great deal to be done here. Uh, joining me now to talk about this is, uh, you know, comedian Felicia Gillespie. What's happening, Felicia? What's happening? I'm What's not, up? I'm, uh, the city, is, isn't it an amazing place right now? You haven't been here in a while. I haven't been here in a year. And uh, do you feel how, how happy everybody is here and how carefree and how it feels like business is better than ever and... I feel it so hard in my bones. <laughs> How would you really describe it? Like a biodome. Like a biodome? Yeah, we're in a biodome right now. Hmm. But what? <laughs> why a biodome? Like on Mars. We're in a biodome on Mars and the air has to be pressured, you know, like pressurized air. There's like a tension. Like, oh man, if something pops this bubble, we're all going to die. It's like tightly controlled. Yes. Yeah. And every every aspect of it is regulated. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And when you look at uh, what's actually happening in New York City, too, uh, and, and what the goals of BLM are, it starts with racial injustice, police brutality, criminal justice reform, it's top three, black immigration, economic injustice. Then it gets down to the LGBTQIA, which I, don't, I didn't, that's more than I've heard. I didn't know about that. Me neither. Well, it's there now. Environmental conditions, voting rights and suppression, health care, government corruption, education, and then common sense gun laws. Common sense gun reform is a trick. I always think that, you know, com- just common sense. What, what's okay. What's common sense? Uh, yeah. You're not a gun owner, are you? No, not yet. No. <laughs> they have some other goals here. And, and I'm going to talk all about New York City crime. Okay. I don't want anybody to fret. That is coming, because there's plenty to talk about. Like I said, a ton of shootings. I'm not going to like go into detail about a whole bunch of fucking shootings, because most of them are pretty boring, but I think I sent you a video of a guy getting his fucking neck shot, uh, you know. The guy uh, washing his car? Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, is that for sure? He was washing his car, and this guy walks by and just pops him, and, and the video is it's stunning how, it is. how what a heartless assassination it is. 
I don't know what that was, if it was like a a gang thing or what. That um, was a mobster. That guy hated he, the fucking cops. He so. had the whole outfit, you know, everything. The hat, and it was the way he moved, too, was like the 20s. Like something out of Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> he did, like, kind of glide by, didn't he? Yeah. It, it's, it's creepy to see. It was. This is from the Black Lives Matter website, by the way. We engage comrades with the intent to learn about and connect with their contacts. This is a good a time as any to point out that they're Marxists. We actually do have an ideological frame. Um, myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, we uh, are trained Marxists. Um, You're Black Lives Matter. You can't argue with that. You know what I mean? It's like, well, uh, yeah, okay, <laughs> I guess. I mean, how can you not be on some level supportive of that notion? So We... Uh, are trained Marxists. So in general, um, according to race, have different attitudes about something called Black Lives Matter. White people go, I can't... They, it doesn't even pop into your head to think, like, well, can I disagree with anything they say? It's, it's Black Lives Matter. No, right. you can't. You know that you're not supposed to talk about that. It shuts down a, a world of dissent right there and disagreement and debate. And and so that's a perfect... They've, they've really chosen this well, is what I'm saying. I mean, it's brilliant. Yes. But they're comrades. And, and you know, I, and one of their founders who um, I'll play right now, here she is saying that they are, you know, well, I'll, I'll just play it. So there you go. Marxists. Uh, now, uh, we make our spaces family friendly and enable parents to fully participate with their children. They enable parents to fully participate with their children. They have the power to do that. Why do I need you to to enable me to fully participate with my children? It's a very, uh, con- I suppose, maybe... Um, I don't know. By making it family friendly, you don't have to put your kids in a room or something. They're not talking about white families, though, right? Well, I suppose you can join Black Lives Matter if you want to. I mean, like, right? You can go be part of this. I don't think that. Then again, I don't know. Is that website.gov, by the way? Was <laughs> It will be in a couple of years, probably. We dismantle the patriarchal practice that requires mothers to work, quote, double shifts so that they can mother in private even as they participate in public justice work. So they're getting rid of the patriarchal practice that requires them to do what what patriarchal practice would that be that makes them have to work double shifts? Do you know? I don't know what that would be. I don't know. It seems to me like the people working double shifts probably don't have a patriarch in the family. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so really a little more patriarchy might be what, what they you know would benefit from. We disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structures requirement by supporting each each other as an extended as extended families and villages mm. that collectively care for one another, especially our children, to the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. A communal ch- uh, child rearing is an idea that comes from you know other cultures and stuff like that. Uh, I guess like you know um, Aboriginal people, uh, mm-hmm. people who. Uh, you know, we're here when when we said, nah, fuck that. This is, you know, we're going to take your stuff. I remember reading one thing where a woman was analyzing this uh, tribe situation sh- that she had seen. And she's like, and 25 sets of hands touched that baby. And I'm saying, that's fucking awful. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's a nightmare. You don't want that many people touching no, your baby. No, not but that early. She, she said it was like it was a good thing. Like, this child was raised by the whole village. Well, you know, eventually the kid will be property of the village mm-hmm. when it's born from the time it's born uh you know but this doesn't foster a whole lot of individuality to me it doesn't doesn't foster a lot of uh, responsibility as a parent and it doesn't there's there's a lot that goes wrong with this way of thinking it's uh, what but western prescribed so they're trying to change the western prescribed nuclear family structure right we disrupt that so they want to disrupt that i find that to be not a good thing because that's what we're doing here. Why right. are you trying to change that? And what does that have to do with police brutality? <laughs> yeah, they do that over in Denmark, correct? Where they have that whole communal family thing and, you know, each woman cooks dinner one night a week and they, you know, raise each other's children. That sounds like some kind of like a marriage, uh, one of those a, weird eight-way marriages or something like that. Not that one. That one's like what? The Mormons are out in Utah. Oh, right, right. Polygamists. You're talking about swingers. Uh, so you mean in Denmark they do that? In they Denmark, have... yeah, where, you know, these women get together. They don't have uh, men in the house and they help each other out. And they're even single men too, I guess. And they all live in the same 
house that has so many bedrooms and raise all their kids together. Hmm. That yeah. sounds just like a nightmare. They say they, they advertise it like it's great. Of course. Yeah. Well, they're trying to change the Western nuclear family structure. And they want to disrupt that. We foster a queer affirming network. Uh, I liked, I think it's important if you're queer to have a queer affirming network, <laughs> you know? Oh, there's a great gay bar down there, too, called Queer Affirming Network. Uh, when we gather, <laughs> we do so with the intention of freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative thinking. Mm. Or rather, the belief that uh, that all in the world are heterosexual unless they disclose otherwise. Uh, yeah, so you assume people are gay. Mm. And you wouldn't be wrong, uh, what, 10% of the time? Oh, I say way more than that. Really? Yeah, About 90% sure. of the time, right? About 90%, The world is filled absolutely. with fags, you're right. Well, Fucking I wouldn't put it country. that way, but at least bisexual. <laughs> at least bisexual. Well, maybe the ladies, but I mean, you know, there's, there's not 90% of guys who are sucking a little dick on the side. I, would be, I wouldn't be surprised. You would be very surprised. Listen, there are parks everywhere where people go and they just park their cars to get blowjobs from men. You know, they leave their families, they sit there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a real thing. I, I, you, you, if you watch Hollywood. No, this was a, this is a real thing. People go to a park and go, hey, how about a blowjob, dude? Re- I'm telling you. That is not you, something you any know. normal guy is going to do. Well. Heteronormative uh, thinking. Oh. Oh my God, they're right. <laughs> I should be assuming it's normal to get a fucking blowjob uh, in the park. Just, just, I don't look. I mean, it's a, there's an old joke a guy used to do. He said, I tried being gay. I just quit when it was my turn. <laughs> <laughs> like, Thanks for the blowjob, dude. <laughs> wow. That's an old one. Uh, we cultivate an intergenerational. Okay, so they're saying like we accept old people too. So, okay. Thank God. Now, um, but, okay, so so what? Well, they, there was a lot of political pressure after all these protests, riots and shit, and marches and demonstrations, and they continued. And so now uh, we have uh, the cops who have responded to this pressure, and the NYPD has by, uh, and, and, of course, it comes from the top and from underneath. So they have the people underneath, and then they got the mayor going, like, here's what you should do. I mean, I don't believe that this was uh, Dermot Shea's idea, but... Uh, I, I, who the fuck knows? What do I know? But they disbanded their anti-crime unit, which is it's a very, very, very important uh, thing in New York City. It's what takes the guns off the streets. It's what uh, prevents like a lot of bad shit from happening. It's it's uh, they're it's pretty elite or, you know, and, and they they're great cops. And as soon as you take them off the street, they predicted that there would be problems. You know, they were like, this is going to be. Yeah, we're this. This will be felt. I'm sorry. Who did this? Well, Dermot Shea is the police commissioner, so okay. it's his, you know... They disbanded the, ax- the, action the anti-crime took. unit. 600 cops, the anti-crime unit, who are plain clothes, and they're the ones who, when guns get taken off the street, they're the ones doing it. They're, they're, okay, and that's pretty, gone. It's pretty important. Yes, 600 officers, they, and they got, they got reassigned to other units. And this was a uh, multi... You know, precinct thing. It's like, it's they don't work out of, like, one precinct. They're all over the place. Mm-hmm. But they're gone now. Yay. And, uh, yeah, yay, crime. And so when you, when I talk about the shooting, shooting up the past week, that was on the 15th that he did that. This week was the 15th through the 21st or whatever. It was the, that's when it started. Okay. The very day. Now, of course, not everybody is going to agree on that. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be some people, why are you speaking so quietly now? I'm very locked in. I'm oh, listening. Oh, got it. Yeah. Right. Well, that's mm-hmm. appreciated. I want to know about these stats. You know, the anti-crime unit is gone. What happened? Well, as, as I reported at the yeah. top, shootings. Remember I said ejaculation of violence? <laughs> they were, Yeah. Were they shooting blanks, though? No, no, no. Okay. Potent. The whole city would be impregnated if this was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's listen to some coverage of this on the local news and the way it's being covered, and then uh, we will discuss cbs2 number of shootings in the city in the last week has mayor de blasio vowing not to let the city slip back into the bad old days of gun violence but the demand for budget cuts for the nypd has some people wondering if police have abandoned proactive policing now that doesn't make any sense to me at all yeah you'd be that doesn't make any sense to me at all the demand for budget cuts has some people wondering if the NYPD has abandoned proactive policing. <laughs> it sounds like you're blaming the police right. because people demanded budget cuts. Let's hear that. Gun violence. 
But the demand for budget cuts for the NYPD has some people wondering if police have abandoned proactive policing. Pro, you know, proactive policing being, you know, like things like stop and frisk, I guess, but also, I suppose, whatever the anti-crime unit is doing to take these guns off the streets. So abandoned, you know, if they've abandoned proactive policing, it's a, a way of blaming the police for some, for the people demanding their, I don't know, it's, it's strange. Yeah, she's saying they've basically given up. Yeah, exactly. CBS 2's political reporter Marsha Kramer has the story. New York City has been like the Wild West this last week. This shooting in East Flatbush, leaving one man dead, another injured. This show was like the Wild West. 342% rise in shootings last week, 53 compared to 12 in 2019. And a 414% increase in the number of people shot, 74 compared to 14 in 2019. Which puts Mayor de Blasio between a rock and a hard place in terms of balance Balancing public safety and police reform. I wonder if you can tell us what role this increase in shootings will play in your thinking about budget cuts to the NYPD. I think, Marcia, it's really important to remember, you know, job one is always to keep people safe. Well, he didn't really answer the question. The mayor said the NYPD will try to reduce shootings with increases in car and foot patrols and to have the NYPD's annual summer all-out program put more cops on the street. But it has some questioning why the spike in shootings is happening now. Former NYPD Chief of Department Joseph Esposito says it's because proactive policing is not happening and that anti-police demonstrations have taken a toll. They're all looking over their shoulders and in the back of their mind, whether consciously or subconsciously, they're saying, why should we bother? We don't get support. Why should we bother? Now, that's not saying that we've stopped doing proactive policing. See, I mean, their interpretation of that is, a, is, is not... Uh, Accurate, you know what I mean. You get it's very snaky. Yes. City Council Finance Chairman Daniel Drum calls the increase in shootings suspicious. It makes me wonder exactly what's going on within the NYPD, as with the fireworks. Also, I mean, is there no enforcement? Are they slowing down? What is it that's happening? And this gives me great concern. This guy is the typical, the prototypical New Yorker right here. What is going on with the NYPD? <laughs> it's been, I, am, I am very, very concerned. <laughs> you know, what a dead-faced fucking uh, drum. What's going on within the NYPD? City Council Finance Chairman Daniel Drum calls the increase in shootings suspicious. It makes me... Suspicious. He thinks the cops just went, fuck it, we're not going to police shootings anymore. Right. This is we chaos could, thinking. This is There's no rhyme or reason to it. It's ridiculous. We could be catching them. It's not like, yeah, you just fucking got rid of... That sends a message, you know what I mean? People go, oh, really? You know, and, and I was told by, by police that I know, or retired police, whatever you need, that uh, as soon as this happens, everybody will be packing. They will all just carry their guns around. Yeah. Knowing they're safe. That's suspicious. What is with this? And when he refers to the fireworks, he's talking about the fireworks going off in so many American cities right now. Fireworks in the middle of the night to keep you disrupted, keep you from sleeping. Uh, I don't know. I should acknowledge that the the fact that there's a Marxist fucking uh, war going on against our way of life and against our country right now. I mean, it's like it's happening. That's that's it. It's, I'm not even going to fucking pussyfoot around with like, well, it seems to be and appears. It, that's what's happening. Right. You think I'm crazy. Not you, but I'm talking to you. And you think if you do think I'm crazy, then you know, look at the evidence. Take a take a clear-eyed uh, look at it, and 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 tell me that anything other than that is happening. But the fireworks are just another thing with that. You hear different theories that, like, uh, you know, they're giving them to these kids, the government, in order to. Somebody said on Twitter that it was in order to like get people accustomed to the sounds, so that when they use the real artillery on the communities, they won't realize it. Wow. So they think that the U.S. military is going to wheel artillery and deploy soldiers into our cities and fire these range cannons into, the, into their communities. But it's imperative that they momentarily think that it's just fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I don't believe that anybody could believe that. That sounds like the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, it's the opposite with me. I always think it's a gun, and then someone's like, no, that's just fireworks. Right. So there's no way. that, And, and, and like the editor of the New York Times 
so they go, well, here's an interesting thing. This whole thread with stupid bullshit like that. But the editor of the New York Times has to know that's not true. Has to know. Could, could, what adults could think that? It's, it's odd to me. All right. So there's another couple of uh, local news things about this stuff that, that are interesting to hear. We're covering the coverage here on this show like we always do. But while I pull up this clip, Felicia, uh, now you, you don't live in New York City. That's correct. You live in? in my car right now. I oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. I got the clip ready. On edge after a burst of shootings in New York City, the NYPD says more than 20 shootings have happened in the last day and a half. At least 39 people have been injured, one person has died, and another is in critical condition tonight. And now detectives are working to solve these crimes. News Force Miles Miller, by the one of the many scenes, and Miles, this is an inward where a woman was shot in her car. This guy has to be irritated that the train comes by right <laughs> yeah. as he's doing this. by the chief of detectives tonight. Kind of softens the blow, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> well, we daylight at 11 o'clock this morning in East New York. A man is working on his car and is shot in the neck. Over the past 24 hours, at least 39 people have been injured in dozens of shootings across the city. The NYPD investigating 13 separate shootings that occurred in the 12 hours since midnight alone. NYPD data showing six of the shootings happened in four of the five boroughs at 3.30 in the morning. Which borough do you think is left out? Mm. Staten Island, a forgotten borough, of course. Has to be. It's got to be Staten Island. Paul DiGiacomo is the president of the union representing detectives. We're looking to find the criminals responsible for these shootings. My message to the people of this city is that you can't expect crime to go down when criminals are constantly let out of jail. Bail reform is not working. We said it wasn't going to work. The government and the city officials have failed the people of this city. <laughs> it sounds so obvious, doesn't it? Very I obvious. Laughing. You can't expect crime to go down when you're letting people out of jail. Then they're letting criminals out of jail, and that's what they've done, and they did it with COVID. And I probably said it on the show, and I'll probably say it again, but I mean, like, they're letting people out for COVID with just a 2% kill rate or something like that, point oh, whatever. It's a very, very, very low percentage. And then most of the people it kills are, are old, and they're letting people out. Oh, my God, get out of prison before you get this flu. But what about the rape? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's been rape forever. Would you rather be raped or get a little flu? I think it's obvious. I don't know what the kill rate is on a prison rape. but Can you get the flu from being raped? You... you get some fluids, that's for sure. <laughs> The uptick in shootings comes just days. Uptick. They love that word. Days after the police commissioner disbanded the anti-crime unit, a team of officers whose sole focus was on getting guns like the ones used in the shootings overnight off the street. You have now no anti-crime team, so there's no more deterrent out there for the bad guys to carry these guns. But Nick Turner of the Vera Institute. This is the guy I'm talking about. This, this is... A guy with an agenda so obvious, but I mean, the, the this mentality right here is the kind of thing that keeps us from making logical decisions. He's with an institute. Mm -hmm. Whatever the fuck the Vera Institute is, all right? Who cares? Nick Turner. Says it's too soon to correlate an uptick in shootings with the disbandment of the anti-crime unit. A few days tells you nothing. A few weeks tells you nothing. In fact, uh, you know, even a few months doesn't tell you something year over year. Um, so this is really just cherry picking of data. Not true at all. Cherry picking, yeah, the shootings. Cherry picking those. You're not looking at the fact that, um, well, they're not looking at the overall picture. This since the 90s, the crime has come down steadily. They always say that since the 90s, the crime has come down steadily. At some point, you go, yeah, sure, but uh, what about last week? You know, we don't right. want to go back to that. This is it happening all at once. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a, a, a number of shootings that is, and this is opening week, you know, or that was opening week that we're talking about. How many months of data do we need for it to be valid? It'll never be valid. There's not enough. 
It's still inconclusive because there's a variety of reasons. When you look in the context of what's happening here overall, you see the number of shootings <laughs> is really basically the same overall. You know, they, they're liars. Yes. That is a guy who, you know... <laughs> There's just it's too soon to tell what's going to happen when you when you get rid of the anti-crime unit. And from that day for the next week, you have a fucking explosion of violence, you know, in the 300 uh, percent more, 400 percent more going from, you know, up to 55 shootings from 12. And, <laughs> and these are, and it's the exact unit that takes care of gun crimes and shit. They're focused on that. And you go, no, we're going to disband that and move them around. He's basically saying, oh, well, this is just the beginning. It's going to die down. It's going to die down next week. He's saying it's too soon. To, he says there's no correlation even. Too mm. soon to know if there's a correlation. <laughs> he's, I believe that's what he's saying. That's delusion. Yeah, and the, yeah it's, 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 it's a lie that encourages delusion. No, and the guy uses the word uptick again, so that's twice. <laughs> says it's too soon to correlate an uptick. It's too soon. Nick Turner of the Vera Institute says it's too soon to correlate an uptick in shootings with the disbandment of the anti-crime unit. A few days tells you nothing. A few weeks tells you nothing. In fact, uh, you know, even a few months doesn't tell you something year over year. Doesn't tell you something year over year. Year over year. We need five years of data. This yeah. is ridiculous. It's immediate, you dumb fuck. This is a dynamic situation. There's eight and a half million people here. Shit occurs. Mm-hmm. And and it occurs for a reason, and it occurs, uh, you know, it's when it's allowed to occur. You know, New York is a really safe city. It's, they, they keep saying, "Oh, it's America's safest city." It doesn't feel that safe right now. Not right now. It doesn't have a, a safe kind of. It used to feel very safe back. I mean, when pre De Blasio, and of course before De Blasio's uh, being mayor, like really had, you know, the the overall effect it would eventually have, which is you know, closed businesses and shit like that. I blame him for for all the the way he's handled this stuff. COVID wise. I mean, like one night, let's, let's say the virus is real. Okay. We have the first night, one, one night saying like, everybody go down and uh, go to Chinatown, celebrate, hug, kiss, uh, lick toilet seats. It's all fine. Everybody do what you're doing in New York. It's going to be great. And then like, uh, the next day is going, Oh my fucking God, close all the businesses, <laughs> shut them all down, wear a mask or you can't buy a banana. You know, I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. That, that turnaround, okay, first of all. And then, like, he's been now, you know, the wear a mask and the face coverings and all that bullshit. By the way, stop wearing a mask where, wherever you are. Just stop. If, if you don't have to wear it to work, stop. Wear it to work if you have to, not to get fired, but stop. It's, it's got to stop. They're never going to tell you to take it off. So if you're going to wear it, you're going to wear it forever, and you're getting more used to it every day, and you get acclimated to that fucking thing, and now it's what you do. You're a, we're we're going to be a society walking around in fu- like a like a bunch of fucking Muslims, you know, covering yeah. your face like a bunch of fucking Muslim women. Even <laughs> you know the most right. the most controlled oppressed people on earth. Some of them, anyway. I mean, there may be more controlled oppressed, maybe slaves in Mauritania or something like that. You know, there's still slavery in this world, not in not in the United States. We are against that. We made that really clear. We fought a whole fucking war for it, and it looks like we're going to go to war for it again. People still talking about slavery, pulling down monuments, killing American history, trying to take the past out of our fucking immediate recall. How many people ever walk by a statue and go, do you believe this bullshit? Look at this. Thomas Jefferson. (sighs) What a slap in the face. How many people of color in particular are going, Teddy Roosevelt, do you believe this shit? <laughs> Look at the way he's walking next to a, a black man and an Indian with his horse. Oh, well. You know, I mean, the populations that get upset about these things are not the ones that taking them down is supposed to be in tribute to or something. They don't care. Right. Your average black person, I believe, does not feel very strongly about these things on a day-to-day basis. Now, once they're issues, and if you ask them in a poll, they'll probably go, I'm Confederate statues, fine, I don't give a shit. But a lot of them wouldn't. A lot of them would go, no, you, you kill the past, you are doomed to repeat it and stuff like that. And, and because, like, it's American history. It's history. 
Yeah. Whether who goes to pray to these fucking monuments? You know what I mean? Just because it's there, it doesn't mean you know. I mean, like, sure, okay, Robert E. Lee, he's on a fucking horse, and he looks, you know, he, he it's it's not like he's whimpering and crying and fucking begging for his life or some shit. You know what I mean? So it's, it could be argued like, well, it proudly represents the Confederacy, but why? So fucking what? If is it a big deal? Did he have no admirable traits? I don't believe Lee owned slaves. I don't know. But anyway, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't, in the real world, it doesn't provide any kind of a fucking rallying point for anybody. Or any kind of point of pain. Oh my fucking God. Kids, avert your eyes. It just looks like an old fucking statue that's in the park that one day you went there and played frisbee golf. You know what I mean? Or whatever it is the fuck you do. This is why we can't figure out how they built the pyramids. <laughs> Why? Because they tear down the pyramids. Tore all the, yeah, they tore down all the information. <laughs> a couple hundred people pulling a pyramid down. If you know anything about any of these shootings, of course, police ask you to call Crime Stoppers the number 800-577-TIPS. 1-800-577-TIPS. You know the number 1-800-577-TIPS. Now, there is racism. It exists, but it doesn't exist in, in the powerful way, I think, that, that a lot of people do. I don't think that it exists, like, uh, you know, just under the surface in all of our government institutions and all. I, and quite the opposite, in fact. You know, if, if I were to go try to get a job uh, at, a, at a major company and, and they had a black a uh, applicant who was you know, roughly equivalent to me, which, believe me, not hard to, to do for anyone to do, black, white, or anybody. I don't have any I, – I when would I apply to Google for some shit? But whatever. Uh they're going to hire uh, the, the black guy because that's uh, there's a minority preference there, and I understand that because they they you know need qualified black applicants and stuff like that, and it's it's part of like everything that's that's going on. And uh, okay, fine, you know what I mean. But I mean, don't but don't tell me that there's a, a discrimination in fact going on because you know I don't believe that to be true. But you know it's random shitheads who who. Carrying a 12-pack of natural light through the streets of, of New York. Yeah. This is this, this woman here who is actually carrying with her the remains of her 12-pack of natural light. She says some awful, awful things. So it exists. And uh, if you have any kids, call them into the room because this, this is terrible. right next to his ape wife. Barack Obama's ape wife. I think he says, you look like Barack Obama's ape wife. I think that's what she said. She's imitating an ape there. She's wearing a uh, evening gown. It's not evening. It's <laughs> she's wearing like something, some going out type shit. And uh, so maybe maybe this was during her walk of shame as she returns home after <laughs> having a few of these. Uh, what is that? No, it's natural ice. Ice beers, uh, yeah. You know they're a little stronger. She hates herself. Mm, well, she hates. Yeah, I think you're right. You What's the matter, you apes? What's the matter? You got time to do your hair? What's the matter? You got time to do pink air? You Obama ape? You got to lose your job. No, I, I, okay. The woman's terrible. I mean, but uh, the one shooting the video is also like, <laughs> you're gonna lose your job. Yeah, I, she doesn't even know the rhythm of that song. There's, <laughs> you about to lose your job. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. And, and, but it was, <laughs> this was this is not like based on any like actual song, is it? It's just something that you hear them doing at, at protests. There's and a shit. viral video of it. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Viral yeah. video of it. But mm, mm, mm. I don't know. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Did she say what's the matter? You got time to do your hair, or you don't got time to do your hair? You, you got time to do your hair. Oh yeah, that woman hates herself. Making fun of somebody who has time to do their hair Makes time to do their hair You know You've got time to what do your hair What you got a schedule going on What mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have time to do my face You ape It's horrible Horrible I condemn this behavior I condemn it She's not even attractive 
This one's not attractive. Of course not. You're talking about personality, right? I don't know. Can't see what no, she No, no, no. Like. Her face is unattractive. Oh, okay. Um, she doesn't I, have time. <laughs> do, oh, you were not able to. Let's. I want you to see. Is she a butter face, though? Uh, depending on your standards, I would say she's like kind of like a butter self all over. But I don't know. People will differ on that. Right next to his ape f***ing wife. Barack Obama's f***ing ape wife. Ooh, ooh, ooh. N***er ape. N***er ape. You f***ing n***er ape. What's the matter, you n***er apes? What's the matter? You got time to f***ing do your hair? What's the matter? You got time to do Pink in air, you never about my mate. You about to lose your job. You about to lose your job. You about to lose your job. We gonna find you online and you gonna lose your job. I don't know, Pat. That woman was hot as fuck. <laughs> hey, look, if you like canned corn that much and that you wanna see it as teeth. <laughs> then, oh yeah, she's a. This woman, by the way, doesn't she, the first reporter that I played, and I know, I know. But listen to the sound of her voice. What about her voice? It just, she sounds so fucking constipated. Mm. Listen now, she says shootings. A number of shootings, shootings in the city, shootings. <laughs> Is that odd to me? It sounds constipated to you? Shootings. <laughs> I was going to say, it kind of sounds relaxing. Shootings. 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 Yeah. Hey, you know what? I mean, that's, that's why you're here, is to contradict me. And- <laughs> I appreciate it. A deadly shooting in an Upper West Side apartment may be murder-suicide. Shooting. And that's a married couple. They were found fatally shot inside their UWS apartment, a possible murder-suicide on Monday night. Officers from the 24th Precinct responded to a 911 call about persons shot inside a basement apartment on West 87th Street between Riverside Drive and West End Avenue. And that's, you know, 87th Street. It's pretty nice right there. You know, Farmer's Market or some shit is near there, I think, sometime, well, back in the day. I don't need any more evidence. Basement, apartment, married couple, definitely murder-suicide. How can you not have a murder-suicide? It's the eventual result of every marriage if you put it on a long enough timeline. And Um, in a basement. Yeah, the basement doesn't help. Even the first floor, not good. (laughs) 7.10 p.m., uh, they were uh, discovered, I suppose. Shot, no, shot inside them. Now, upon walking inside the home, cops found the couple, a 72-year-old man and a 50-year-old woman. Mm. See? That's a 22-year-age difference. She had the reach on him, for sure. Yeah, she had the energy. She's got the strength. She, well, 72, I don't know. Sometimes they still have something going on. Remember, there was a guy fucking up there in Buffalo. who got He was he was still a pretty stout guy. The guy who got shoved down. I mean, like, he, he was getting around pretty good for, like, a 70, 75-year-old guy, I thought. Uh, unconscious and unresponsive with gunshot wounds. <coughs> Both of them. Excuse me. Uh, responding paramedics pronounced them dead at the scene. Their identities have been withheld at this time. Why? Now, do you know, does it say who did what, who shot who first, and then committed suicide? You would think they would say that, right? But the investigation's ongoing. According to published reports, the couple's uh, son walked into the apartment earlier Monday night and found the gruesome scene. Oh, the son found them. Wow, I hope he wasn't like a child. <laughs> <laughs> I would think not, if you're 50 and 72. It's possibly. Possible. Possible. Uh, the investigation's ongoing at any rate. So um, Yeah, but who do you think? Who do I think? Yeah, based on age alone. Probably he shot her. Mm. Because yeah. that's what uh, old men freak out and do this. They don't have as long to go. Yeah, okay. If they're going to kill themselves sometimes, there's been all these old guys who would shoot their whole family and the dog and stuff. And it's, it's one of my favorite type of crimes, you know, because it's just so fucking outlandishly selfish you know what i mean like you've created this whole thing that's the other thing they look at themselves as the creator of a lot of this like if you've got like five kids and a couple of grandkids and they're like like none of you fucking people would be here if it wasn't for me you know what i mean you all came out of my balls (laughs) and if you didn't come out of my balls you came out of somebody's balls that came out of my balls yeah you were fucking second generation ball scum and then they fucking don't feel bad about uh shooting them and then you know it's because it's they did the whole thing. The whole thing was their idea. Yeah, so I think go, you're well, right about that. I brought you into this world. I could take you out, mm-hmm. like Cosby used to say. So, hey, they found a gun there. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe the son killed both of them. Ooh, that would make more sense, I think. You think so? Yeah. Why would the son want to kill both of them? Sick of them. And then be the, <laughs> be the one who found them. Sick of them. We're all sick of them. Yeah. These old fuckers on the Upper West Side. I guarantee they were mask wearers. You can divide the world up into mask wearers and non-mask wearers, people who voluntarily walk around going like, we need our masks. 
we went to the drugstore, got a banana before him, and, and Felicia didn't have a mask on, I didn't have a mask on, and this fucking lady yelling us, you got to have a mask on! You know what I mean? Like this kind of, like, and it's just, you got to have a mask very aggressive on. about it. Three of them did, yeah. One was more aggressive than the other two. Oh, I only heard the, oh, okay. Maybe I was, I thought she was yelling for three. But, you know, <laughs> you stood there, and it's just yeah. like, I'm just going to buy the banana. And eventually they sold you a banana. Yeah. That's usually the way it goes. You have to appeal to something practical because most people just when they're told like you're not supposed to be in here, they go, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's time for that to stop. You gotta at least make a stand. You gotta make them like we are turning away business because you don't have a mask on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They negotiated with me and I had you there for backup, mm-hmm. also no mask. Mm-hmm. You were helping, you're my hype man. And the one woman was like, No mask, no service. She really? was the other woman's hype man. Yeah. Yeah. No mask, no service. Well, guess what? Service. No mask. <laughs> I think it's really important that you start. We have to just like go, no, we're not going to just go along with that. What, what I did one time that worked, I was in a grocery store, and I was in like the produce area, and somebody behind like the produce register, sir, 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 she said it a bunch of times, and I was ignoring her. And then finally I was like, what? Are you talking to me? Like right now, what is what? And she goes, uh, Indicates that I need a mask on. I'm like, what? Mask. And I'm like, that's over. We st- we're not doing that anymore. It's done. I love that response. It's so, it's great. Look, I don't just know what you guys are doing. It. It's, and, and shit changes so fast, you know? Just, oh, really? Now, what happened with the man behind us who she said, oh, now he's coming in without a mask? Oh, he was the homeless doorman guy who stands there and begs, uh, but he offers the service of opening the door. You see him at McDonald's a lot, too. Oh. So he, he, <laughs> he wasn't there to do any shopping or anything. Okay. You notice he opened the door for us on the way in, and then when we walked out, he, he uh, you know, asked us for money. Okay. Not a credible customer to be. You know, so many reasons for him not to be in there has nothing to do with the mask. You right. Know what I mean, she's like, what do you see? I, I, you get out of here without your mask. And she throws out a homeless guy. And then she goes, see, now, if I'm not going to let him in, you know, and I'm like, he's not buying anything. Yes. <laughs> nice logic. I love it. Just, just stop it, you know. And then I pulled, so I pulled my T-shirt up over my face, and she immediately accepted. She took her T-shirt completely off and wrapped it around <laughs> like a mask. I've done that, too. I've, like, just, like, somebody said something about, cover your mouth. That's what they'll say a lot of them. Cover your mouth. And I just, like. Yeah. Like Dracula, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of, like, into my head. <laughs> like, how? Yeah. Yeah. But I've never, ever, ever have worn a mask. I've never owned a mask. When people refer to, when they say, where is your mask? Do you have your mask? You know, say a mask. Mm-hmm. Don't refer to it as my possessive, my, my mask. Uh, New York's are f- so fed up with these fireworks going off all over New York City. You know, and, and they're doing this in, in Philadelphia as well. Uh, scores of drivers... Uh, they, they got sick of it, right? A lot of people are so sick of it. They showed up in front of Gracie Mansion, hundreds of drivers with their horns, and they sat out and honked their fucking horns at the mayor. Love it. Yeah, it's great. I wonder how long Mayor de Blasio enjoyed that. I mean, fuck him. It's it's ridiculous. Now he says they're going after the suppliers. That was that's their plan. We we're announcing a plan. We're going uh, after the suppliers of the. I'm like, okay, great. You might want to look into who's uh, lighting the fuses just for laughs. <laughs> Why not? Oh, well, they're, they're they're not the criminals. It's the people, the suppliers. I mean, whoever's selling them originally is selling them someplace legal. I'm sure they're not being manufactured someplace illegally. And but if you're going to look into the corporations that are you know, funding this Marxist fucking commie bullshit, then yeah, do that. But he's not going to expose that because he's with it. You understand? He honeymooned in Cuba. This motherfucker is a bad person. Now, what I'm saying is wherever you are, probably your local government is hostile to you. They, they are, they are a hostile force. They don't like you and they are, Dealing with you in a hostile way. Sorry. It's, I mean, if, if you're not down with that kind of, but your government, you have to acknowledge at some point is, is 
they have a position of hostility towards you. If you if you want to live in any kind of normal America, where you don't have to wear a mask, where businesses can open, look how regimented the businesses are. You know, we're, they're saying who can open when, and and how much capacity they have, and we'll increase it a little bit for you. You know, that's the next phase. It's all phased. You know, it's like even when cases got down to fucking zero, zero deaths, zero people, so many people with 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 the fucking virus. We had eight and a half million people, one hundred and fifty new cases. Fuck you. Open. Mm-hmm. Forget your phases. Mm-hmm. It's done. Why do we have to phase everything in now? Second wave, Pat. Well, th- what difference does it make? Let's at least have a few weeks of, of enjoyable fucking not worrying about this shit. You know, like everybody wear a mask. Why? Because we had zero deaths yesterday and less than 2% of the people who get tested have this thing. So you tell me. Hospitalizations are down, intubations are down. We need masks on. They give all these good news and they go, but wear your mask. It's not fucking right. They emphasize this mask so much. I don't know if you saw, you know, when Cuomo gave his little fucking description of like, uh, of, of what's going on. He's talking about the new normal and all that kind of shit. Let me play a little bit of it for you and you'll, you'll get an idea of what I'm talking about. Is that a daily press briefing? Now, remember that. Reopening does not mean we're going back to the way things were. Nobody goes back. It's not about going back to the way things were. Nobody goes back. Nobody goes forward. Life is not going forward. Life is not going back to normal. Nobody goes back to normal. Nobody goes forward. Uh, And it's going to be different. It is reopening to a new normal. It's a safer normal. It's not normal. Wearing a mask, we have to do. People will be wearing masks and uh, wear a mask. People will be wearing masks. People will be socially wearing masks. Masks will be wearing masks. People will be socially distanced. Wearing a mask, we have to do. Wearing masks, the new way of interacting, which is not normal. Wearing masks is not normal. Masks, uh, wearing masks, which is what we have to do. We have to wear a mask. Masks, masks, masks. We have to do. And uh, wear a mask, get tested, and socially distance. Uh, it is uh, it is that simple, but that mask, we're not going back to the way things were. So, yeah. Uh, why not? Why aren't we going back to the way things were? That was what we were promised always, that this is just like a, a little bit of time. We want to get back to normal. But now it's like, no, never going back to the way things were. Why are they? Why would they condition us that way? That statement is so depressing, Pat. This is not a night. This is not a life worth living. OK, who wants to live like this? I don't know. But them. They want us living like that. They don't have to live like that if they don't feel like it. This is us. Them controlling us. It's in fucking infuriating. Don't be sad. Be angry. It's Fuck sad them. because you can't do anything about it. Yeah. You can go buy a banana without putting on a mask. Mm. That's oh, so important to do. A little thing like that is more than a lot of people do, and it's so fucking important because you can look back on that with pride and go, yeah, I didn't fucking cave when they asked me to put a mask on. And I know that it sounds silly to a lot of people. Like, it's a minor inconvenience. I don't think it's it's minor. No. It's a slap in the face to the nurses and doctors. No, it isn't. And if it is, who cares? What about my face? What, what, What about my getting slapped in the face? Does anybody care? It's a slap in the face to tell me that I'm sick when I'm not. Oh, you're worried about me spreading it and all that kind of shit. And Fauci all that time, what did he say? In general, you don't need a mask. He said that for a couple of months. I mean, how about that? Who you know why report? he said that? You know why he said that? Why? He said that because, I mean, allegedly he said it because, like, he didn't want to run out. He wanted the fucking people, like the medical people, to get their masks first. The N95 mask. If we're buying from the same fucking pool as the medical people are, that's an issue. Yeah. So that's not happening. Mm-hmm. I can't go just walk out and purchase medical equipment. Right. They should have that shit funneled. All their supplies are coming from a place. Now, they predicted the coronavirus could be an issue back in October with that fucking, it was a uh, 201 event 201. They had, they were talking about this will be a problem. This will be a problem. We may have to shut down parts of the internet because of all the misinformation. Right. Turns out shutting down a couple of videos was all they needed to do. Yeah. Uh, and uh, people get the idea. Oh, what's that? Hmm. Don't mention COVID. Got it. You mentioned, you said you, you mentioned COVID in a post on Instagram. Correct. And then you got this fucking, what did it say? We have uh, included a link to the CDC because you typed the word coronavirus in your post. Right. So. Creepy. Yeah. Man, they're watching like a hawk. And, and so supposedly they don't want to run out of masks, but I mean, they've known about it since October. They were saying, what if there was a huge coronavirus pandemic? How do we prepare? At that point, you go, does everybody have enough? Do we have enough masks and shit like that in the medical community? 
these are the it's Bill Gates and it's leading epidemiologists and fucking whoever the fuck is there. They know this is a possibility. It could happen. You would think that recommendations from this event, right? If it's legit, would have gone to everybody. Mm-hmm. But they war game this whole thing. They never refer back to it. They never once referred back to event two hundred one. Why? I mean, it's something they should say. It's funny. We coincidentally chose coronavirus as our fictitious pandemic to go over. So we know a lot of this stuff. Now, we want to be sure because this is what we learned from Event 201. We were prepared, but they don't ever. You see what I mean? Why not be like, hey, we did war game this and we got our shit together and stuff, but they're not. And they didn't because part of the game is there's a PPE. We need to PPE. Everybody learns a new term. And so they can go around using PPE. Instead of saying masks and shit, gloves, <laughs> PPE. Oh, but the fucking PPE. They use the term like it's been around forever. I've always used PPE. I've always used that term. Personal protection something. I don't know, but PPE. These are the social changes that you undergo. It's part of this indoctrination thing, whatever. But like uh, the mask thing, they say don't wear a mask. And now everybody has to fucking wear a mask. I think Fauci it has a reputation as like a, one of the most respected uh, epidemiologists worldwide and shit like that. And he has to sort of like have it both ways. Like he could say at the time of the virus, I said that the masks were not necessary or whatever. And then he can say, I affirmed that they were necessary. You want to be on record saying both. <laughs> And then whatever it is that you you said that contradicted it will just be forgotten. Nobody will right. hold you to it because, man, do we have a press that is pretty incurious about a lot of this shit. Mm-hmm. Very incurious. Think about it. If you want this to be the way you live your life for the rest of your life. and st- Look, coronavirus, kind of the least of our worries right now, isn't it? When they have these protesters who also none of them charged with anything. I mean, like all the ones that were arrested in Manhattan, Cy Vance was like, nah, we're not going to charge any minor crimes. Now we have those people who threw Molotov cocktails into police cars. They were, they had to answer for that. But I'm talking about the protesters, nothing. And so you can't continually tell people that like, no, they can do it, but you can't. No matter what you're protesting, the only thing you can protest for is Black Lives Matter. Why? You know, because they consider that to be a health concern, their chances of being shot by police are as great as, as the pandemic, even greater. It overpowers the fucking pandemic risk. It's so extreme. And, and the, when they wrote this letter, these medical people, they, it was pretty fucking disrespectful to the rest of the world because this should, they, they actually included, this should not be interpreted as any sign that it's okay to go protest for anything else. Cause it's not, Particularly, particularly not lockdown orders. Why would medical people include that? Particularly not lockdown orders. Well, health-wise, which is all you medical fuckers are supposed to be concerned with, why would you make some sort of differentiation in that extra little fuck you there? Particularly not the lockdown orders. That's in that letter from these... It's like 1,200, uh, you know, I guess doctors and whatnot and researchers or whoever the fuck. And they're like, uh, yeah, uh, BLM protests are fine. You're not going to get corona from that. You protest something else. (laughs) No, we are not in any way lenient on that in the medical field, especially not the lockdown. I mean, come on, man. That's that's really asking us to sort of, you know, it it, it is to humiliate people, I think. It is to, you know... uh, demoralize that's what it feels like somebody like me right now in life is evil is an asshole you know because i don't want to wear a mask i don't but you're killing people what is it you know you you, oh you can't wear it it's not a big deal wear it for two seconds in the store it's not two seconds i can't breathe in it It makes my face break out it's fucking weird Mm -hmm. just for me it's just the fact that you are making me do it is fucking weird it is weird it's, it, but for me, it's 100% principle. I agree with everything you said, you know, about the uncomfort and the lack of comfort and stuff. And I would, uh, you know, that that's plenty to object on. But it's also like just, no, it's absurd. What you're asking me to do will make no difference on no planet, in no way, in, a, in no universe. Does it make any difference for me to wear a mask in a fucking store? None. No, I mean, I, like, well, you don't know that. You could be asymptomatic. But there's a shedding virus. Six percent spread, right? 
That's what the WHO said. 6%. 6%. The article, uh, 6%. Asymptomatic spread is responsible for 6% of the spread. Asymptomatic. And people flipped out on them, and then they walked it back. Yeah, and that's the, the World Health Organization. Yes. The WHO. Yes. had to walk back. We're the world fucking health organization. Wait. Do people then call it the WHO? Am I the only Yeah, one? the WHO, yeah. Oh, okay. We won't get fooled again. <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous that... They have to walk anything back. They're the ones who exactly. say. They're the authority. Yes, they did the we study. Did, we, we, it's the fucking study. What do you want us to do? Just because you're angry doesn't mean you're correct. No, 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 no. 6% of this asymptomatic spread. So you go, well, okay. Well, I guess it would be a lot more without those masks. Well, they walked it back and they were like, well, they said the, basically the same thing, but they added, they threw in the word pre-symptomatic. Yeah, pre-symptomatic. They changed it from asymptomatic to pre-symptomatic, meaning... You just don't have symptoms yet. Right. Pre-symptomatic. Which is the same fucking thing as asymptomatic. Well, asymptomatic, it is. It is it the is same. Before, of course, yes. it's the same thing. Yeah. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. Exactly. You may become symptomatic. Yeah. By the way, all this asymptomatic bullshit, I don't know, man. I think it's a way of just bringing the numbers up because I, I think they have a test that just that is not very precise and which picks up virus in a little bit of inflammation and, and the inflammation that it can pick up in almost anybody but will in a certain percentage of the population is the virus. That's considered the virus. You know, that's like, no, the virus is this. And so when you get these tests, the test they have is not it – was, it wasn't developed to pick up something like this. It wasn't not for nothing viral. And, you know, it's just – part of like getting the numbers up you know they can create spikes anywhere anytime just by testing more people and that's how because like it's gonna people are gonna test positive for it. a certain number of human beings will test positive for it that's my theory and don't think that it, it that it's such an accident that like oh wow they've really like gone out of, out of way out of their way to like really like make the most of their emergency powers and do all this like things with, with business and shit like that uh, you know, and, and change the way we look at things and try to change society and have a new normal and all that. None of, none of this new normal shit was part of anything. You never said that. At the beginning, it was just like, hey, we just chill out for a couple of weeks. And then over time, it became slowly introduced that like, well, we're going to fundamentally change uh, everything. And, you know, you're going to like uh, be wearing a mask. You know, that's the new normal. Businesses are going to be tightly controlled by us at all times, what they can do and what they can't do. And so... You know, it's it's none of this is an accident. This whole fucking situation right now, just it's the government's hostility towards you. And when you look at businesses boarded up and that can't run and that are at fifty percent, and people have to fucking just give up. And when you see people committing suicide, and when you see people engaging in domestic abuse that they otherwise would not have been so strongly uh, inclined to do and alcoholism, and drug abuse. And along with a lot of women in the domestic violence situation, you'll have a lot of children that get beaten up. And we're talking about kids who didn't learn the last half of their shit this year, who just get passed anyway, fucking up education, fucking up work, fucking up the economy, taking everybody out of fun. When's the last time you went to something fun? You ever, have, when's the last time you've been to a concert? What was the last concert you went to? What was the last bar you went to? When's the last time you had some wings at a sports bar? When's the last time you just played some fucking songs on a jukebox? When's the last time you hung out with friends, like some kind of a little party or some shit like that? You know, What about uh, when, when sports do come back in any form, which they're trying to not let happen? They said NBA, NBA fans are calling out for the NBA not to come back. Really? NBA fans are doing that? I don't think so. I think your medical fuckers are doing that. You don't want sports happening. You want nothing happening. When you look around and see all this stuff, somebody did this to you. This isn't just a circumstance. They're doing this to you. They're taking these things away from you because they've got that kind of control, and that's what they like to do with it is dole out a little reward. Okay, now you can open up a little bit more. Okay. This cracked me up. This was today. Cuomo, which I didn't think he was going to be doing any more of these, but I guess he just missed the limelight. He's doing a daily briefing or some kind of a briefing, and uh, he's like, businesses uh, will be able to go up to 50% uh, from 25%. Churches could go up to from 25% to 33%. We're increasing it. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> 33%. Go calculate 33% at a fucking church. Now, the truth of it is, most churches are 70% empty. 
A lot of them are, you know what I mean? But fuck that. You can't say that. You can't make it a law. 33%. Everybody in a church is faced in the same direction. You're on a pew. You're going to naturally spread out quite a bit. Maybe you have some people in a balcony sometimes. You have a guy talking. What are they doing in a in a church? There's no food really being served unless it's the fucking <laughs> communion body of Christ shit. I think we can find a way to eat the body of Christ without catching a deadly virus. And uh, you know, it, it, it's it's arbitrary. But they're doing it because they don't want you to have any God before them. Because your new God is BLM. Mm -hmm. Worship BLM. And I'm not, this has nothing to do with race. And the sooner everybody accepts that too. Black Lives Matter is not about race. It's not about saving lives. Because otherwise, they really would look at the thousands and thousands of shootings. All these shootings that, that happened, the vast majority of them, happened as a result of dropping of dropping uh, the uh, anti-crime unit, right? And that wouldn't have been done without BLM. So black lives were lost or shot or whatever as a result. You see the irony of that? That this is what happens. More black lives lost. Cops, they have to go all the way back to Eric Garner. Maybe Deborah Danner. Every one of the cops, when you go to Garner, Brown, fucking Deborah Danner, uh, the Ramarley Graham, who got shot by a guy named Richard Hayes, they were all they they had all of it was looked at. None of them were charged criminally because they because they were doing their job within the fucking law. That's why, and they still lost everything because at the end of it, no matter how many fucking grand juries come back no bill, and no matter how many fucking FBI investigations come and go, there's no civil rights offense here. They'll still get their name thrown up there. Eric Garner, He's on fucking Mount Rushmore, for Christ's sake. The Mount Rushmore, BLM Mount Rushmore is him, Brown, uh, I guess, Trayvon, and now Floyd. And those are the four Mount Rushmore. Somebody should make that, by the way. Somebody should do a, a, some kind of a depiction of Mount Rushmore with Trayvon Martin, Eric Garner, and uh, Michael Brown, George Floyd. And uh, I don't know what will be done with that, really. I mean, uh, I guess we'll just... We'll giggle. I got a review on iTunes that made me really, really happy, and I appreciate that. I need your ratings. I need your reviews because I'm trying to look. I mean, uh, going up in some places, you know, Finland, by the way. Thank you, Finland. Man, we were really ranked highly in Finland. Finland, uh, Finland is, is an underrated place. Saying that, they've had a lot of. Uh, you know, nobody's without their problems and stuff like that. And uh, they, they they like a free speech message there. Now, here's the review. I've enjoyed this show so much that I now have found myself listening to shows that are more than a year old. By the way, that's allowed. You can do that. I've recommended this show to all my podcast listening friends. Thanks. And even a few others. People who don't even listen, they should love it. That's from Lightworms. Thank you, Lightworms, via Apple Podcasts. United States of America. That review means a lot. It's a five-star review, a five-star rating, and a great review. Those, Please, if you can do that, do. I'm not going to order you around if I can tell you what to do. It's appreciated a lot because we're, we're commercial-free. And if you want to, like, contribute to the show to continue without ads, that is all you got to do. <laughs> <clears throat> Go to patreon.com slash NYC. Don't go to Patreon and search for me. You can't find it. It's some kind of shadow ban. Patreon.com slash Pat Dixon NYC. Type that in. You have to if you want to find it. You can also, you know what? It's linked to my website. Go to crimereport.nyc. Crimereport.nyc. The more I update that, Felicia, the let the fewer people come to it. Oh. It's the weird. <laughs> I mean, like it does really I mean, like if I get into like trying to like add shit all the time, people are like, mm. Yeah. Some of the videos that you hear about will be there. Some of them won't. By the way, on, on Patreon, you get like, uh, you know, the older podcasts, which aren't available anywhere else except Patreon.com. It's like a first 164 episodes and, and many that haven't been heard for a long, long time. So uh, if you want to hear those, that's where you go. And uh, don't you remember the days when we would be like fucking going and here's where I'll be. Yeah. You were all over the road. I'm still out there. You can catch me. On the road, the actual road. You catch me in a Target or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. At a gas station, maybe. Maybe near you someplace. In a national park. Hit me up. Hit me up. I'm out there. Yeah. Someplace out in a park trying mm -hmm. to get a blowjob 
from another man. Felicia's a man. <laughs> not, probably a lot of people assume. This is uh, not true at all. <laughs> Felicia Gillespie. Uh, Felicia Gillespie, much whiter than, than you would think. That's that is a correct. Very black sounding name. I have a tan right now and I'm still pale. Black names matter. Pat lives matter. And your lives matter. And everybody has racist uh, things in their fucking life and shit like that. Forget all that. We're Americans, and you just got to remember, just be American. We're all the fucking same. Nobody's above anybody. Nobody's below anybody. Forget identity politics and embrace everybody you know as an American. And uh, it's something's going to have to fucking happen if we're going to survive the next whatever period. And I'm going to keep talking about it. I don't give a shit. But it's important. You know, I mean, look, it's not every day or every year that we have a fucking takeover of the country happening, you know, through this. It's just it's rare. I'm going to talk about that from time to time. And uh, I'll have stories in the next episode, uh, you know, besides the fireworks and the horns, you know. Until next, just remember that happening outside Bill de Blasio's home. It's fucking uh, it's a crazy mansion and shit. So many stories coming up, including, oh, man, this guy with the fucking... He's standing in this video with a knife in his fucking head. We'll be talking about that on Crime Report on Compound. But it's Thursdays at 8, Crime Report, my show. I am, you know, coming to you from... It's a very nice little talk show setting. It's it's an hour. When you say talk show, you imagine, like, between two ferns or some shit like that, some really low-budget-looking... It's it's nice, okay? There's a big picture window and everything. I, and it's worth seeing because uh, I have uh, some great guests. I believe Doug Nelson is going to be there tomorrow uh, to uh, comment on some stuff. Doug Nelson, by the way, Radio Misfits podcast. Check that out. Also, Thrill of the Kill podcast. Also, listen to that. The Thrill of the Kill podcast is better now than it was. Uh, even, even. And it was already great. Larry Izzo hosting. And, and he very often has on the same guy now, who's like his opposite as far as like vocal tone and stuff like that. And a little bit, their personalities are kind of in conflict. Not in conflict, but you know what I mean. They're like click and clack. Those uh, fucking car talk guys are great. So listen to that. The Thrill of the Kill podcast on iTunes and wherever. Now, I have to go because uh, nobody's listening now. This show's... Everybody clicked off a long time ago. Nobody listens to the whole thing. Not when it's this long, they're going, ah, fuck it. But, you know... Oh, and you'll be a guest tomorrow as well on Crime Report. I'll be there. That's what you can see. So go to Crime Report and, uh, you know, or go to Compound Media and subscribe and do it for Crime Report. It's remarkably cheap. A lot of great live entertainment. Really good live entertainment. I'm talking, like, four days a week. Uh, a lot of live entertainment. Five days a week, actually, no? I mean, you, when you get to, like, turn on a show and see, and see live shit happening, it's very rare. So do it. All right. Thanks one more time, Felicia Gillespie. Thank you, Pat. It's not necessary. I don't know why I waited. <laughs> Thank you for, for listening to New York City Crime Report. You about to lose your job. You about to lose your job. That tells you. You about to lose, about to lose, about to lose your, you about to lose your, your, your job. <laughs> you about to lose your, yeah. You about to lose your, you about to lose your You about to lose your job You about to lose your job Your job Your job